right. Welcome to the Cypher podcast. This podcast covers cybersecurity news, trends, and concepts. My name is Bill Bowman, and I am the Director of Marketing for Cypher in North America. Uh, the topic for today is cybersecurity and the C-suite. Logarithm recently released a report making security priorities a business priority. In the report, they evaluated the influence of security leaders in different enterprise organizations. So joining me today to discuss the topic is James Carter. James is the Chief Security Officer and VP of Research and Development at Logarithm. Logarithm's award-winning next-gen SIM platform makes the world safer by protecting organizations, employees, and customers from the latest cyber threats. And he joins us from Boulder, Colorado. So James, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, no problem. You know, to kick things off, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, yourself and, and Logarithm for anyone who, who doesn't know? Yeah, I think, I think you, you covered my, my, at least my titles here at Logarithm pretty clearly, but uh, I've, been, I've been here for six and a half years, been in information security my entire 25-year career, uh, notable stops in the government, in the Air Force where I first got started. Uh, I consulted for a long time with IBM as a part of uh, ISS's X-Force group as well, uh, as I did exploit development and pen testing and the like. Um, and then um, I also was employee 53 at Mandiant. So I, I got to see a lot of the uh, largest and most influential intrusions over the past you know, couple decades uh, when I was at that group. Deputy CISO at a healthcare company before joining Logarithm. So 25 years all in security. Um, and, and like I said, a pleasure to be here. Uh, as it relates to Logarithm uh, as a whole, uh, we're mostly known in the security information and event management space or otherwise known as SIM. Uh, however, uh, you know, we tend to be more than just a SIM. Uh, we are the organization that provides the platform that powers the modern uh, SOC, Security Operations Center. Uh, yep. As such, we've got a, a UEBA product and an NDR product, otherwise network detection and response. Uh, key components of detection response for any SOC. And so we've been doing it for about 20 years and we've been a Gartner leader for the past uh, nine years running. So hopefully uh, to continue that trend in 2022. That's quite quite the experience. I'm sure you've seen it all uh, or almost it all in, in terms of the cybersecurity world and the different incidents and, and noteworthy items that have uh, made the news in recent uh, decades. So uh, can you tell me a little about the report that that Logarithm um, released and compiled? You know, who who was surveyed for it? What was the goal behind this? You know, pretty exhaustive survey. I, you know, I read it. It's quite a a lot of pages, a lot of appendix, a lot of great information in there. Yeah, you know, it was it's it's really driven from the fact that I want to say there's a number of us. You know, I report as a CISO into the CEO of our company today. And, you know, as we, as, as I go out and meet with customers and prospects and meet with other uh, peers of mine, um, I find that that reporting structure is sort of rare in our market. Uh, and so, you know, that was sort of a, an interesting piece is to understand, you know, where does a CISO report into, in other words, where does a company place value on security? And so as a part of it, we wanted just to, to kind of flush that out. And so, uh, we partnered with Ponymon, uh, and they surveyed about 1,400 uh, chief information technology and security executives, uh, in addition to their group of distinguished Ponymon fellows. And so that was the sort of basis for our, our survey to uncover the reporting structure and the support for executive teams as it relates to security. 
nice, nice. Yeah, Ponymon's very well known in the the space for their for their quality reports and analysis. So um, the the report and the survey kind of took a took some different different directions, kind of covered different aspects of it. I guess to kick things off, what did the report find? What did, what were the results in terms of the top risks that organizations are facing out there in the yeah. uh, in the landscape? Yeah, for me, you know, I'll say there's there's a number of risks and we could talk about just specific cybersecurity risks. But when I look at this report, I think there's a sort of an underlying or maybe an overarching uh, risk and, and really does have to do with the reporting structure for CISOs. And the reason why I say that is because that's where your budget gets aligned. That's where the support for your programs get aligned. Uh, that will enable you or uh, hinder you in building a program that effectively protects your organization from cyber threats or breaches. And, you know, the fact in the report that only 7% of CISOs reported it into the CEO is, is very telling. And then the other telling F, uh, factor is that uh, CISOs still reported to a chief director or even manager of IT about 70% of the time. Wow. And I'm, I'm sorry, but if you have a CISO reporting into a manager of IT, that's kind of a real tell on how you value and, and how you invest in security. So when uh, when things happen, um, you know, that can get pointed back to, to just that one particular point. Yeah, purely from a cybersecurity risk perspective, uh, not much surprising. Usual suspects, phishing, remote worker security, ransomware is top three, followed closely by risks and vulnerabilities in OT, IoT, in the cloud. So um, the one interesting one that did make the top of that list, but it does make the top of the list later in the report is third party or supply chain compromise or supply chain risk. So that really kind of summarized all the risks that we saw as a part of the report. So we have the risks and then confronting those risks is kind of the organizational structure, the organizational challenges. And the, the survey and the report also kind of covered what what those are, you know, what, what, what are the challenges organizationally beyond the technical stuff that, that stood out? Yeah. And I think that's, that's an interesting part because that is where the third party risk uh, really showed up. And so from, uh, you know, outside of just the cybersecurity risk, when you look at the challenges, the top two were securing a remote workforce and third party risk. Um, And, you know, those are really a mix of, you know, technical uh, aspects of things and other um, and uh, beyond that, actually, the number one answer, uh, so I misspoke there for a second, but the number one answer was really around uh, having a skilled workforce. And so, you know, we've heard from a lot of folks around the skill shortage in cybersecurity, and that really rang true in the survey. Uh, and again, closely followed by securing a remote workforce and, and managing third-party risk, um, improving corporate culture, uh, mostly around security improving customer experience and how I relate to that to security as an aspect of trust in our business and increasing profits were also on the top of the list. And people might question the profits aspect uh, of this report, but really, if you think about it, you know, security is a business issue, but also an enabler of the business and therefore an enabler of the profits. So uh, for CISOs that aren't building their programs around that, uh, you are running into these challenges as it relates to that. So those are really the top challenges that we saw that came out of the survey. Yeah, maybe you can touch on that. So as, as, as far as the CEO's board level seeing cybersecurity or security as a cost center versus a profit driver, in, in, your, you know, in your experience, how do, you, how do you kind of frame cybersecurity as a, a business enabler 
Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because I feel like often the times the C-suite has a hard time translating cybersecurity investment into business revenue or top line growth. You know, it's different if I hire a sales rep, that means there is, you know, X dollars in quota on the street that equates to X dollars in revenue. The math is real direct, right. uh, but it isn't, it's not so direct in cybersecurity, which puts more onus on the CISO to really educate and raise awareness of that relationship with the C-suite and, CISO, and CISOs have, have traditionally struggled with that messaging. Uh, and, you know, the survey showed that 63% of those surveys indicated that they didn't have adequate budget to do what they had to do to protect the business. Uh, the budgets were insufficient. Uh, they also indicated that over 50% felt like their senior leadership didn't understand security uh, and there was a lack of executive support. And so um, not having a seat at the table as a CISO, not being able to really show the translation and show the impact and influence of security as a business enabler. Um, and, you know, all that does is put you back in that cost center bucket, as you mentioned before. And, and as long as you're building a program and aligning to the business and objectives and key results of the business uh, and showing the value uh, to the business as it relates to, to cybersecurity, uh, that's, that's definitely when you're most successful. Then you look at as a, you're looked at as a bit of a revenue generator versus a cost center. And, and that's the, the ideal positioning. But again, it is sometimes tough for the C-suite to understand that transition because they still look at security oftentimes as a cost center versus an actual uh, revenue generator for the business. And so it's really the CISO's responsibility uh, to, to really raise awareness to that. So what are, you know, what are some of the benefits of you know, getting that buy-in, getting that awareness from the board and the C-suite? What, what are the end benefits for in terms of the, uh, you know, the business side of things? Yeah, you know, I think one of the end benefits of getting that support uh, is is really, especially in top down organizations, you're you're basically working with the decision makers of an organization or a company, and you know, getting their their buy in aligns security to the direction and objectives uh, of the business. And as long as you're doing that and you're enabling the business as a part of it. That's where the decisions get made on your budget. That's where the decisions get made on the programs that you're going to, to run to help protect the business or reduce risk to the business. And so, so really that, that top line support uh, carries itself through the entire organization. And you know, in order for us, you know, oftentimes I think CISOs feel like they're pushing a rock uphill, um, especially if the culture isn't aligned to security or uh, maybe the uh, security uh, or the risk appetite within the company uh, isn't uh, in a way that, that allows um, security to be successful. And so really driving those changes and driving that uh, from the top down, A, it, it sets who you are as a company and that resonates throughout the entire company and really allows you to either accelerate uh, your security programs uh, or just accelerate risk reduction and protection of the business. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, to kind of touch on what the what you said earlier and what the report says, you know, only seven percent of cyber leaders report to the CEO, while sixty percent said they should report. So if if you have a cybersecurity leader, the CISO, if he's reporting to an IT manager, you know, what what challenges might that organization face, or what risks are increased as as a result of, of that? I guess I guess the answer might be kind of obvious. I can imagine a couple, but just your your take on the uh, dynamic there. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that seventy percent reported on to, to a manager of, of IT, and I think you know when you look at influence of the business, uh, budgets for security. 
how you're going to, to drive programs, et cetera, um, and, and really enable the business, you know, that really sort of pigeonholes you down in, inside of an organization to where you're not sitting at the seat of the table. You don't have uh, a seat to, to be a part of the business conversations, to be a part of the decision-making process, to impact and influence that decision-making process. And to really, you know, firsthand and directly, um, you know, give you the, the, give security, the visibility necessary and the awareness necessary to make really smart decisions. And so, um, you know, ultimately, uh, if you report into some aspect of IT, uh, you may be using them as a, your proxy as it relates to those conversations, which can sometimes be effective, but sometimes uh, not be effective as well. And so the other interesting aspect is, is if you look at IT traditionally, um, IT is oftentimes measured against uh, how do you influence um, efficiency? How do you create efficiencies within the company? How do you uh, enable uh, technology? as a way to reduce costs. And so oftentimes, you know, IT gets measured on cost reduction versus uh, security programs that, you know, are still for the most part in a growth phase um, and, and trying to grow. So there's a bit of a dichotomy there as far as, uh, or conflict of interest as it relates to that. And so, but I think having that alignment to the C-suite, to the uh, executive team, to the board, uh, gets you a seat at the table uh, in making business-based decisions and allows you to directly communicate the security risks uh, and concerns, as well as you know, influence decisions as it relates to those security risks and concerns. And so, if you're if you're buried in the organization, you just won't get that seat at the table. Nice. So, so to you know, to elevate the importance of security, do you have any you know methods or strategies or, or, or tactics? You know, talking about the metrics or, or different metrics that should be you know elevated in the organization that can help uh, elevate the importance of security or anything related to that, that you, that you know over from the survey? Yeah. You know, I think when, when I look at it, obviously the more, most important aspect in elevating, you know, security is really to understand and treat cybersecurity as a part of the business. Um, you know, I've hit on that a number of times, but you know, understand the needs of the board and the executive team, what their concerns are, level of risk tolerance, et cetera, and build your programs and run them in alignment with that. Um, you operate, report, and do everything aligned to the business. Your objectives and key results uh, better be aligned to those of the business. Uh, and you have to operate that way as a CISO. Then beyond that, I mean, you have to win hearts and minds uh, with the decision makers and influencers within the company. And so if you don't have regular security-centric meetings with the executive team and the board, just to give you an example, I meet with our board at least quarterly. Uh, we meet uh, as an executive team twice a week. And so, uh, you know, two times a week, I'm, I am talking about security with the executive team uh, and, and at least quarterly, but oftentimes I also have one-on-ones with, with board members. Uh, I'm talking about security monthly, if not quarterly. Uh, and if you're not doing that, uh, you're really not elevating the importance of, of security uh, and you're probably t- doing it wrong. Uh, you know, you want to build that network of security cha- champions within the board and the executive team, but but also through other parts of the organization, uh, and, and that's really, you know, you know, an important aspect. And then, by all means, demonstrate value. Don't don't get yourself pigeonholed as a cost center. Take a look at the value that you bring uh, in totality to the business and to the company, uh, and really show that. And so, um, your your metrics and KPIs 
you know, if you're counting widgets and telling the board about, you know, how many vulnerabilities there are and, 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 but you're not translating it to the actual risk to the business, or if you're telling them that you stopped so many, you know, malware infections or whatever, a lot of it's just based on counting widgets, but you really need to align it to what are the business, uh, you know, objectives and key results and how are, are they measuring success and effectiveness uh, with metrics and KPIs tied to that. And you need to align your, your security KPIs and metrics to the same common languages uh, as, the, as the business and, and the company. And so that, that really is, is uh, I think, just an important aspect in elevating the importance of security and demonstrating uh, that you do bring significant value uh, to the business. Yeah, that's a great point. You, you, after a while, so many numbers get thrown out, so many acronyms get thrown out, the eyes of the board members might just start glazing over, like, what is this guy talking about? So uh, getting, speaking yeah, I mean, the same I mean, they, language is, as the business, like you said, that's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, like, you know, the, you know, I have X number of vulnerabilities. What does that actually yeah, mean? What does that mean? What, what are you yeah. trying to tell? <laughs> yeah. So how does, so as far as organizational structure, the methods to, to change, we kind of went over that. How does a tool like Logarithm help, help the CISO get visibility into the, the important items to discuss or the value? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if the, the report covers that specifically, but, you know, how, can, how does Logarithm help you uh, well, I guess you work for Logarithm, so it's a little bit of a unique situation, but a tool like Logarithm with Sim, how does that give uh, the CISO added information and abilities to communicate the importance of security? Well, when I think about sort of, you know, what CISOs get measured on, right, or, or, or ultimately what they get fired for, uh, security breaches and incidents. And, and I think, you know, when you look at that from a, just the nature of the job uh, perspective, you know, Sim products and the like, give you the visibility into the things that are happening in your environment, uh, give you the ability to detect and respond to them quickly so that way you don't suffer a catastrophic breach. They give you the ability to measure the effectiveness of your programs as well, whether it be, um, you know, you know, you know, your level of risk and exposure with products or your core business or your perimeters or whatever the case is. Um, but, but, but also um, visibility into, into the efficiencies of your operation as well. And so really, you know, since we power the security operations center, uh, you know, that's, that's a critical aspect uh, of what we do and what we provide for our customers. And, and in addition to being able to provide the capabilities for them to be able to um, you know, keep their jobs in essence by, by preventing and helping them prevent breaches, um, it, it's just, that's, that's really a significant value that we provide, uh, back to, to the, to the customers of ours. Yeah. It gives, kind of gives the, the backup and support for the, the business case. So if, if, if the, I assume if someone does start digging deep, then you have, you have the tool and the capabilities to, to show the behind the scenes information. So. Yeah, and it's it's all data driven. Um, you're feeding those types of products data. They're giving you insights. They're giving you insights into future risks, into past risks, into incidents and breaches. But most effectively, you know, it, it makes the job of the CISO and the security operation easier uh, from that perspective. And I think that's sort of an ultimate goal for us is is we want to make security operations easy for our customers. Uh, and because CISOs get hit with so many different responsibilities now, so they have so much things that they have to cover for the business, for security, for risk. Uh, and so whatever we can do to make that part of their, their jobs easier and at the same time protect them from losing their jobs, 
uh, as it relates to having poor security, poor visibility, or an inability to respond to the breaches effectively, uh, th that all adds significant value. Awesome, awesome. So, um, anything else to from the report that stood out, or any you know final final thoughts on the the topic of of security in the C suite and the organiz whole organizational aspect of it that often you know often doesn't get a lot of attention. So, this report did a great job of highlighting it. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm not doing the report justice, uh, but uh, there was a lot of really good information there and insights into problems, challenges, risks uh, as it relates to cybersecurity in, in these businesses, uh, as well as as well as sort of the executive reporting structure and, and things like that. And I think you know one of the things that um, that really you know that I'll touch on here just to just to wrap things up is is there's also an impact and influence on the security teams and practitioners and things like that. And so when when you don't get the executive support, you don't get the alignment, the CISO doesn't have a seat at the table. It really, but yet they have all this additional responsibility and things that they're, that they have to do. It has a lot of stress to those teams. Uh, and I think, you know, that's, you know, some of the feedback on not getting the executive support and things like that, I think are related to that. And so I think that's, that's, that's an interesting aspect that really hasn't touched on. I think maybe a survey down the road, maybe looking at like, Hey, what, what's the, stress levels uh, and, and how do you measure that as it relates to practitioners in cybersecurity? Um, are they are they getting burnt out quickly? We talk right. about burnout quite a bit are, are they, and how much of that is just from uh, alignment to the business um, and, and a lack of. And so that, that's something that I think is really important to, to kind of touch on. And then obviously I'm still shocked about the 70% of CISOs still reporting to some aspect of IT. Uh, it just feels like there's uh, a bit of a conflict there. And, and with today's day and age, with all the breaches and everything, uh, ransomware, et cetera, it just feels like it should be elevated to, to the appropriate level to be able to protect the business from those types of threats. And then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll close with, I used to say uh, when I was a consultant at Mandiant uh, that the best way to get cybersecurity budget uh, and for the decision makers to get really religion on cybersecurity uh, is to have a breach. Uh, and I think when that happens, uh, we'll probably see that CISO no longer reporting into some aspect of IT, and, and that may instantly elevate that position within an organization. But uh, hopefully, that can happen without having to, you know, go through a breach first. Yeah, that's that's quite yeah, quite the saying, and, pro and very very accurate, I, I assume, based on your experience. So. Great stuff, James. Um, I want to thank you for your time. This has been very informative. Um, for more information on Logarithm and to get this valuable report, you can visit logarithm.com. And for any of our listeners who are interested in Cypher services to include managed security services for Logarithm, you can reach out to us via our marketing department at marketing at cypher.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. Thanks.